0: We, as women, cannot have it all. Neither can we be all or do all. In today's episode, we'll talk about knowing our limits and how stepping into our God-given roles and letting the rest take a back seat can actually bring peace. Let's get to it. Hey there. Are you wanting to grow in your spiritual life, your role as a woman, mother, wife? Maybe things are good, but they could be better. Or maybe you're lonely, hurt, and at the end of your rope. Either way, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Sacred Calling. I'm your host, Andrea Nutt, and this is a podcast for Christian women. Walking out this journey can at times be challenging, and it may seem impossible to get unstuck, but I'm here to tell you that it's not. My goal is to offer a relatable space filled with hope and practical ways to build better, more God-centered lives, your family is worth fighting for. I saw a few women reposting this meme that essentially prompted this episode. And it says, The feminine urge to be a stay-at-home mom, but have a rewarding and fulfilling career, but also homeschool, will also contribute financially, but also bake bread, and grow a garden, and socialize with other adults at work, but also be a homesteading mama. Wow, that's a lot. That woman is being pulled in a lot of different directions. If this sounds like your struggle, you're not alone. And frankly, I blame feminism. But hear me out. Was there inequality between the sexes? Yes. Has some good come from fighting for our rights? Of course. But as with everything, the pendulum never seems to swing to a moderate middle. It's always farthest left or farthest right. And if you look around, you'll see that extremes are a common thread in our society with every single thing. So what message did the feminist movement send women? That women should be able to be successful outside of the home and manage our households, have time for the things that interest us, and so on. The message that we can have it all, that we can do it all, and we can be all. But there was another message that was inadvertently sent to women that being a stay-at-home mom was less than. It was looked down upon. It was like, you're just a stay-at-home mom, right? That just. And we've seen these moms in sitcoms, right? They're depicted as, you know, sitting on the couch in their robe, eating chocolate, watching daytime television, not really accomplishing a lot in their in their day. But nowadays, I believe you're also seeing another shift. You know, you're seeing this pull, this desire for moms to be more connected to their children, to be more busy at home, providing a cozy environment or home-cooked meals, you know, desiring the less, less stress from the demands of a full-time job, getting back to those roots, you know, growing food and DIYing and baking bread, etc. cetera. Only now we've created this tension. There's this pull to want to have a career because right, that's part of our identity and that's something separate that we can feel good about and find fulfillment in while also feeling a pull to be more involved in our home life more. And I will say that a lot of my identity was wrapped up in my degrees, in my career as a teacher, in my continuing education, in feeling like I was making a difference. I was accomplishing a lot. I was important. I had an impact, right? Teachers provide a sense of value to the community. And then being a stay-at-home mom meant that I gave up my income, my contributions, my own life my identity. And when we, as a family decided that it was best for us to make that switch to being a stay at home mom, I really struggled. I struggled to feel like what I was doing was important, that I was important, that I was contributing, that I was making an impact. And I felt less than, you know, when you meet someone for that first time, it's always like, what do you do? And I still find myself wanting to throw in, you know, I was a teacher for 20 years because then I can feel better about myself. Right. But I have learned and I am learning that I don't have to be all, have it all or do it all, nor am I really supposed to. And I don't even think I want that anymore. Some of us, you know, we have to work. It is so expensive to raise a family, especially if you, like me, also live in California and for us, it took time. It took time to get where we are to afford for me to make that change. And, and maybe I'll do a podcast episode on that, on some of those steps that we took. But for us, it also came out of a necessity to provide flexibility for our child who has a chronic illness and she wasn't able to function most days, let alone be in school for six plus hours. But if I'm honest, having money that I've earned feels really good. Plus, it would help. It would help us right now reach our goals much quicker. Those contributions that I made or could make, I I always think of this hypothetical, I could be making these financial contributions towards these goals and these things that we're working on, but that's not what the most important is for us right now. And so if I did that, if I went back to work, because believe me, we've gone around and around about this other things in my life would suffer. They would take a backseat. And so for us right now, me being home is the best for everyone. And I've had to learn to accept that this is my current role. This is the season I'm in and seasons inevitably will change. And as I've been home, I've seen a different set of demands, you know, now that I'm not working, I've taken on a lot more because the scales have shifted, right? They've tipped and I no longer have responsibilities outside of the home, so I carry a lot of the household management, the schooling, shuttling kids back and forth, paying the bills, handling business. I also found myself, though, wanting to fill my time with more and more because being busy and productive, you know, that sort of maxed out way of life for me that I that I lived for so long, it was actually like almost a measurement Uh, for success, for how successful or unsuccessful my day was. So, you know, why not do all the things, take on all the things. I mean, as a woman, I can and should, right. I should be able to wear as many hats as I see fit, but that's the problem. Are we supposed to fit as many hats as we can? You know, before we lose our sanity, before we wear ourselves out, I don't believe so. I have, and I'm continuing to learn how to balance, you know, to let go of this need to be super woman so that I can feel valued and important. And in the process of really letting go and really reframing that mindset, I have found peace and a whole lot of a- less, a whole lot of less of anxiety, as well as this hustle and bustle of got to go, got to go, got to go. So let's talk about how I currently practice this. You know, everything starts with prayer, or at least it should. And if I'm honest, often things can get pretty messy first, and then I'll ask God to help me sort through it all. And thank you, Jesus. He is patient with me because I do that more often than going first to him. But I have prayed and I ask God, I say, what is it that I should focus on right now in this season? What are those desires that you have placed in my heart? Where should my priorities be? What are you calling me to do? What is your will? And when you have the mindset that you can do all, you can be all, you know, this superwoman mindset. And for some of us that might even be coupled with this need to please, or it's fueled by this desire to have some sense of purpose or importance. And in that, those things can make it more difficult to know what is my god-given role and what is not what should i say yes to and what should i say no to so we really need to seek him first but we also need to spend time reflecting we need to reflect on our day-to-day demands on the schedules anything that's vying for our attention even our hobbies and the time we spend on social media uh the time that we you know a lot to this or that. And so often I ask God, like, what is your best for me right now? What is your best for those in my care? Where do you want me to serve? And questions when I keep questioning and reflecting questions like this, allow me, they've allowed me to think through how I'm using my time and my energy and be more intentional and be more focused. And then I'm less likely to fly by the seat of my pants until, you know, I, I drop at the end of the day. And one of the things I've also had to do is I've had to de- to delay giving an answer or committing to things right away. I have to think it through before I say yes or no. You know, does it align with where God has placed me? What is an area that will sacrifice, that will suffer potentially if I say yes to this? And am I okay with that? Because maybe it is for a little bit of time. Maybe there it's, you know, a short length thing and you're like, yeah, you know what, I, I really think this is what I should do. This is the way I should serve. This is something I should commit to and support. I know it's going to be a little bit of time and it might stretch me for that time, but I'm okay to commit to that. But knowing that you're making a conscious decision will help you weigh those, those, um, options and saying, no, you know, setting boundaries, getting clear on your priorities has, for me, it's brought so much clarity and contentment. Do I still battle with myself for wanting, you know, wanting or even thinking that I can do it all? Of course, because I think for most of my adult life, I've been functioning on this sort of like autopilot, you know, things come up. I may feel like, oh, that's something I'm interested in, or I feel obligated to do it, or I feel like that's really important. I should do it. So I sort of white knuckle through uh, these things that I commit to, or I'm stressed until it's over. And my relationships suffer in the process. Or I maybe I flake on my other commitments because I can't handle it all. You know, whatever it was, it often felt overwhelming and messy when I just sort of lived this, you know, I'm just going to say yes to everything because I feel like I should and I want to. And and so here are my questions to you. What areas do you feel are suffering that you keep wishing you could do better? Right? They're in the back of your mind. I know you can think of it right now probably there. And what areas are you letting take a back seat that you feel convicted about? Where can you let go? Where can you even, you know, maybe delegate tasks to free you up to those things that you feel called to do? You know, I I always suggest as with any change, to start small, you know, begin re- pruning, being intentional about releasing the things that you're holding on to too tightly. And prayerfully consider what areas need your attention. What are those rocks in your life? Rocks in your life. Those things that are immovable. To give you an example, here are my rocks. The things that I feel are my current most important passions, desires, and responsibilities. My marriage is very important to me. I want to have the time to connect with my husband, to invest in us, to grow together. Homeschool. I want to do that well. I want my kids to grow up and love their homeschool experience. Our household, I want to manage it well. I want to continue taking care of my family and providing quality, healthy food and and just in, investing in that part of our life. And in my spiritual life, I want to grow. I want to grow closer to Jesus. I want to understand God and who he is. I want to live and serve him. I want to do this podcast. I want to continue hosting my mom's life group, teaching my kids apologetics, participating in women's Bible studies, and just be in community with other wives and moms. These for me are the areas that I want to cultivate or do well in, and I'm going to be a grandmother this summer. So I want to be here for my daughter and support her any way I can. And when the baby comes, that will be another important area, another rock that will be added. So what I've learned is taking on more, being busy, feeling important and valued with these other things actually doesn't make me feel better. And it doesn't really make me a better person. It doesn't add the value. You know, it's, it's slowing down. It's knowing my limits, saying no, being intentional. That actually has made me a better person and it's given me more capacity for the people in my life. And that's where I really have found fulfillment. You know, things come up people ask me to commit to stuff. Even my husband, he asked me to commit to other responsibilities and take things on. And I've had to say no. And as much as I deep down, like to take care of everyone and people, please. I know if I say yes, those other areas that I am committed to right now would suffer. And I don't want to compromise, but at the same time, I do want to allow some, allow And so often when I'm asked to do things, if it aligns with those priorities, with those rocks, like for example, I have been asked to help, uh, with the summer kids camp at church. And I can say yes, because that aligns with one of the rocks I'm fully committed to. I'm committed to being connected to my kids in different ways. I know they're going to benefit and enjoy mom being involved, right? That's what our kids desire. And so that for me, it's a great time, summer homeschools taking a pause, extracurriculars are taking a pause. And so I can say, yes, I know in the future, that's going to be a great, a great way to cultivate that area of my life that I'm committed to. But I have to cut out things and cutting out things has actually created more space and time for me, um, to be flexible because it's going to free you up for when crisis moments come, like people in your life are going to have needs. They're going to have moments where you're going to want to be there for them. So, and it's also cutting things out as created space and time for me to rest or to learn a new skill like bread baking, which is so fun. And while the farmstead life looks enticing, I don't think I could take on much more than I already am, at least not right now. Now I want to encourage you, your life doesn't need to be flipped upside down in a day, but seeking God, his will, reflecting on your day to day and making small changes will bring a peace and contentment that you might not be experiencing right now. So start with prayer and then take inventory. Make a list, fold, you know, a piece of paper in half and column one, write those things that you want to be your rocks, those things that you feel are the most important that need the best of you. And it's okay if work is on there too, that can be a rock. If that is where you're at, that can most definitely be a rock. And then the other column, write the things that you can consider pruning, getting rid of pausing for now, or maybe even just delegating, delegating to your kids, or your husband, or hiring it out. If you can afford that so that you can give more time and attention to the things that matter. And as we wrap up, I know some things have come to your mind and you've likely had them on your mind for the past few months. Don't let another 30 days go by before you really take inventory and make some changes. Ask God, what is his best for you in this season? Thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something helpful or encouraging from today's podcast. If so, would you please leave a review or share it with a friend or two? This calling placed on us women is sacred, but it can be both messy and beautiful. We have got to keep contending and we aren't meant to do it alone. I'll see you back here next time.